I wanted to make him happy, but I wanted him to be monogamous with me. I didn't necessarily want to be monogamous. I just wanted him to want to be monogamous with me. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. What is that face for? Just talk. (laughs) Talk, talk, talk. Talk, 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 talk. Welcome to episode 81. We're Finn and Emma. And today we have an interview with Jim and Karen. Super fun interview. Super fun couple. Yeah, they uh, actually met at a sex club. Yep. Like the day after she left her husband. Yeah. Ba- basic, well, basically. Not, not quite, but close. essentially, yes. <laughs> and uh, have been together ever since. It's a it's a crazy, awesome story. So give it give it a listen if you want. Yeah. You, no. You want. You want to do it. You want to listen. Anyway, a couple uh, quick announcements, then we'll get into the show. We're, we're hitting the road again. We are. So we have some travel plans for this fall, and we wanted to announce them so that if anyone is in the area, we'd love to meet people. Um, we're going to be in New York City the last week of September slash first week of October. Yeah, for, for like, about a week. For about, yeah, four, five, six days-ish. And then... Because we're en route to... Boston area. Boston area. Boston adjacent. Yeah. And we'll be uh, doing some house sitting, actually, in the Boston area for the month of October. So... So there might be some meet and greets out there, or at least some reach out to us and we can get a beer... Yeah. ...kind of thing. So... We'd love to hear from anybody in the areas that will be. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) That's better. Some other things to talk about. One condoms. We haven't mentioned them in a little while, and we just... This is just a reminder that you can save 10% off of... Your condom purchase using the con uh, using the condom code <laughs> using, using the condom <laughs> using using if you're the, not following the condom code you're doing it wrong <laughs> using the offer code Emma and just a quick note one condoms does a really neat thing too they have custom fit condoms with their my one condom line yeah it's pretty awesome we use them we love them well I use them technically. Uh, mm-hmm. We yeah, love true. them, and we've been told. Actually, we were at when we were at the Club Euphoria foam party a couple weeks ago. We had some people telling us how much they loved them. So, uh, just check them out. You can save ten percent. We we don't necessarily get uh, an affiliate kickback for them, but it's just something that they were willing to offer us for you. Plus, they've given us lots of free condoms. So. Yeah. Support, that we've given away. Support them because it's an it's an awesome company and they're doing really good stuff. So yes, do that. And finally, just you can find show notes for each ep- week's episode, uh, as well as a list of resources and contact us all on our website, which is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And one other last final thing uh, at the last week's episode with Norm, he talked about 
uh, a sort of a presentation that he's having about um, polyamory and the American financial system presented in the greater D.C. area in September. And the dates that were given were, were incorrect. It was not the 22nd, but it is September 26th. So go update your calendars. That'll and, be updated. If you're in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, check it out. Yep. And if you're not, there's three airports nearby that are all easy to get into. <laughs> That's also true. So, yeah, go ch- go check that out. Uh, check out Norm's episode as well. It was an awesome conversation, and he's a fantastic uh, source of knowledge. Yes. Yes, that's true. So now, moment we've all been waiting for, let's go talk to Jim and Karen. Just Wait. just kidding. Wait one, one second. One last thing. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who was on the video Q&A last Wednesday evening. We had about 13 people, so 30% growth over the previous one. Yeah. And we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who, who came out and chatted with us and supported us. And if you join the Patreon, you obviously can't be there because it already happened, but the recording is up and waiting for you to download so and we will have our next one in september yep that's all now we'll go for real no more interrupts yeah thanks everyone (laughs) thank you both for uh coming on the show we've got jim and karen met you through the cassidy machine so you call everything machines not everything just (laughs) things that are machines machines Um, are good yeah so maybe do you mind introducing each other or yourselves so we know who we're talking about and or who we're talking to and so do the listeners absolutely be happy to so i'm jim and we have karen karen and uh you know we both uh, we live on the on the west coast and we've been together for about four and a half years now and um you know we actually met in the lifestyle uh so that's one of our taglines is we met at a sex club yeah so um we can get more into that in a minute sure (laughs) sure it's been great our our name on a lot of the sites is effortless couple and that's because it was so effortless for so long but of course there's always the humps but it's still pretty effortless compared to a lot of relationships so we're good yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) And you are roughly, I'm going to guess, 25. <laughs> you learned to go low, man. I learned to go I'm 48, Karen. 52. Okay. That was my next guess. <laughs> you were so close, though. I was. I was you could have guessed a, 50 and been right yeah. in the middle. I was just, just trying to give people, like, an idea of who we're talking to. I know. So, so thank, you, thank you for sharing that. You don't have to, but. You no, that's no, good. You, you put him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, there we are. Right. And okay. and so, all right. Well, before we jump to the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. how do you, like, what is your relationship dynamic right now? Like, what do you consider yourself um, as far as, yeah, non-monogamy, non-monogamy right. goes? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're swingers. He's sure. more of a swinger. I'm a found out I'm a little more towards Polly, but mm. we have an open relationship that is constantly changing. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's yep. what that's what we are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more or less. The open relationship part. Yes. Yes. We've decided recently. It changes so fast. Yeah. And it does. Yep. You take turns and you come back. And so yeah. open fits best. Yeah. And that's kind of, and well, I'm sure we'll get into that, but that's kind of what we found helps make everything work for us is 
being able to be fluid yeah. with each other as things, because not expecting everything to stay as we stay the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Well, so you're hanging out at the sex club, and then you meet each other. How? Why were you at the sex club other than for sex? I'll go first. All right, it's a fun story. <laughs> I decided to leave my husband of 27 years. And I was wild and crazy. I met him at 15. I had been with him my entire life, basically. So I went to the um, adult toy store, and I was buying some stuff and getting some outfits, and I was all excited. And I was very discouraged, however, with the whole Internet dating. And they were like, oh, you have to go to the club. And I was like, club? What do you mean? And they were like, there's a sex club. And I was like, what? There's a club for that? <laughs> and they were like, yes, you would do perfect. You will just, you will love it. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm a little old. And they're like, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Don't even, nope. And they gave me the name of the club and I checked it out. I got online. I literally wrote, read every single line of the rules, the agreements. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know about the lifestyle. I didn't know about, I mean, I'd heard about it before when we were younger, but no bells were going off or anything. And so I put on a disguise and I walked in there and I had so much fun. Oh my God. Um, and so I thought I was finished for the night and I was, there's, there's food. So I was like, well, I need to load up on some food before I head home. And so before you get to that, and you said how I got there because yep. you're about to get to Yep. <laughs> so, um, this was my third, so this was her first time there, as she mentioned, and she'd never been there before, and I didn't know anything about it. It was my third time there, and I'd been there twice on a date with a, a, a married lady that met her husband the first time I went there, and then I was on my third date with her at, at this club, and so I was also new to the lifestyle. I'd been in But it, he knew what it was. He I, went into it approaching it. Yeah, I, I went into it knowing what it was. So I, I, I went after it. I mean, I'd heard about it, but I was new to it. I was experimenting. It was my third week in the lifestyle. Um, when I was with, with, with a, with a date though, right? Yes. Yeah, I was there with a date. And, um, so about the time she's going to the buffet to eat, cause she's hungry. It was a little after midnight and my date has, uh, like clockwork, she turns into a pumpkin around midnight and has to go home. She's one of our dearest friends now. Yeah. Okay. yeah so, <laughs> So around midnight, I walked her to her car, and, 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 and she went home, and then I stayed at the club. It was only midnight, and the club's open until 4 in the morning, so I'm like, I'm not going home yet. So, so I went back in, and I went to the, bu- the buffet to eat, and she, she noticed me. And uh, My like, head spun around. Yeah. I was like, oh. And then I chickened out. I was, yeah. I, I was you know, I'm, I'm a very, actually a very shy person, and people don't realize that because I don't act shy, but I was like, oh, I can't do that. I can't go over there. And so I just took my food and went past him to another table and he spun around in his chair. I was like, oh. Literally, I did the spin around and I did the Joey and said, how are you going? Something like that. But I just said, hello there and all that stuff. And so we chatted for a while, wound up dancing. Our magical night began. And the guy that I had been with came over to check on me and he's like, Oh, you're done eating. You said you promised me a dance. I was like, sure, we can go dance, I guess. And here I am still monogamous in my mind. And this is awkward. I like this guy. This guy's okay. But I promised him. 
And, I was and you, had just, like, you had just met this other guy that night, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, yeah. Already, she, she had already played with them earlier. And um, I was like, and I promised him to dance. So I looked at Jim, I was like, would you like to dance with this? And the other guy was that's great. So we all got on the dance floor, and we were dancing. And finally, the guy comes up, and he says, can we share you tonight? And I just looked at him and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And I just, he was like, well, let me leave you two alone. And I was like, all right. And then we were together. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we had a magical night with lots of, uh. Can we give more details? <laughs> sure. You want some details? <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty hot. I mean, it was, I mean, there's so on the second floor, there's an orgy bed and with a bar all the way around it where you can like stand and people can watch. And you know, there's like action going on on the orgy bed. Or porn screen. And a, well, and a porn screen, but there was a, there was action, live action going on on the, on the orgy bed, and so we we walked up there first, and um, I, I put her up against the orgy bed, and I just I said I just want you to watch, and I started playing with her from behind <laughs> while she was watching. For that went on for twenty I don't minutes. Know. Or it so. was awesome. <laughs> then we moved down to the couches, and we had an experience there. And then he proceeds, let's get a room. I'm like, okay. Well, actually, look, actually the way that went, after <laughs> after on the couch while she says, do you want to fuck? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he proceeds to say, hey, can my friends join us? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, just met this guy really liking. Yeah. I guess. Really? I mean, I'm going big tonight. So. <laughs> Yeah, so our first time together was a foursome with another couple. Now, these friends... He just met. I just met that night. Earlier <laughs> that night. So this is all a very fast-paced evening. Very fast-paced. This is midnight to four in the morning. Yeah. So we yeah, so we, cl- we shut the place down in that room until four in the morning or whatever with that couple and stuff. And that was quite the experience. It was awesome. Yeah, and her, she, was, she told you she was in costume. She was wearing a wig to disguise herself the wig. Um, she, the wig came off like when I wasn't looking, and I tried. She didn't have a wig anymore. <laughs> I was I was thought it was the mustache, the fake mustache with the glasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and the glasses. I, so, I wore like extra big glasses and my hair. It was just yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just yeah. just a little bit of a disguise. Yeah. yeah. So we've literally been together ever since the day we met. Um, that night. Unless he's been traveling. Unless, other than me being gone on trips or yeah. stuff like that. Traveling, but we... Going going into that night, though, neither one of you were looking for another relationship. No. Oh, I in told fact, we him. told each other. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, we both. <laughs> yeah, we were both, like, I, I just started this experiment, and we we clearly clicked, had great chemistry, and so, like, you know, we exchanged numbers, and we're like, like you want to, you know. I told him he could be Thursday and Sunday. she literally told me that i was trying to fill up my book for every night week yeah and so she and i didn't want the same person all the time i just left a 27 year relationship that i had since i was 15 i was not willing to jump back into one and she had not had sex for three years three years well and that was that was the question i was going to ask was so karen like you you went from being married for 27 years and being together with somebody since you were 15. So this was essentially your first sexual experience out. No, out. I no. did have a few, like, for a couple, three weeks before Jim that I wasn't trying to hide from my husband, but I hadn't decided to leave him yet. I just couldn't keep going without the sex. And okay. I didn't like being unfaithful. And the night before I met Jim, I did tell him that I was leaving him. And mm-hmm. then I met Jim. So 
we're good there. So, so, <laughs> so the, you told him you were leaving him, and then you went to the sex club. The yeah. next day. The next day. Like, Look, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. how, I mean, how, like, it sounds like it was kind of mind-blowing, right, that you went, you went to go to the sex toy store hmm. and wound up leaving knowing all of a sudden that there's a club, and then, like, I just, like, that series of circumstances is pretty wild. So it's like, you're married for 27 years. You decide you're going to leave your husband. You still haven't told him. Well, I had told him before I went to the sex club. Right, but not before you learned about it. No. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm leaving you, and by the way, tomorrow I'm going to the sex club. <laughs> and, and then the next day you meet Jim, and nothing. you haven't been apart since. Yeah. No. No. And uh, it, my, it was very fast-paced. It was mind-blowingly mind fast. I don't necessarily recommend it. No, it is not the we way to go for people. It yeah. just happened, and we just hung on. Yeah, I mean, for us, it, it, was, it was a crazy ride from the beginning, and it certainly calmed down, but it was definitely a crazy ride, and, you know, faster pace than I recommend anyone going. But for us, it just that's just the way it happened. It just flowed. It was, yeah. Everything felt natural. Everything fell for a while. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But for a while, I mean, the way it all started, everything was just very fluid. And yeah. and, and, and my BFF says that if I hadn't met Jim and found the lifestyle with him, because all my friends love Jim, Jim is like the most wonderful man in the world. Everyone loves Jim. And my friends instantly loved him. And they were scared I was going to screw it up because I didn't want a relationship. I tried every way in the world to get rid of him. <laughs> And, and, you know, I just would list everything wrong with me. I gave him that. And then I took him to meet my family. And he still, yeah, he still stayed. And so my BFF says, if I hadn't been for the lifestyle, I would never stay with Jim. Because I was wanting to have fun. Multiple, I mean, I didn't want to be monogamous. I didn't know about swinging, really. But I know I, you know, I didn't want to be with one person and be monogamous. And I didn't want another relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And how about you, Jim? Did you come from a long-term relationship as well? Yeah, yeah. I had been married for 20 years, um, but I had been, by the time I met you, I had been divorced for uh, a little over three years um, and been separated for five or six years total before that. So I'd been out for a while and stuff. And then I had one girlfriend before I met Karen in between the um, divorce and, and and meeting her, but and she's the one that told she, him about the sex club. <laughs> yes. The, the ex-girlfriend's the one that told me about the sex club, but never took me there, never went there. She didn't want to go. She was just... Yeah, she, she kind of dangled it out there like a carrot and everything and to help me put up with her craziness. And <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, this exists. Yeah. And, and we're not doing take, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take you there sometime. Right. You know, but so that's how I heard about the club. I, I I would have never known it existed or even thought to look for it and stuff. And so after I broke up with her and stuff, you know, a couple months later, I went and checked it out. I'm like, yeah. And then I, I found actually um, AFF, uh, the website and stuff. And that's how I met the, the couple that I that I wound up going on the dates with the okay. wife a few times. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but neither of you had explored or even like considered non-monogamy up no, until no. the point. No, so, no. So, like, yeah, a little more about about us, I guess, backgrounds. Uh, like a lot of your listeners I've heard on the podcast came from a very conservative background. 
very conservative Christian and grew up pretty much born in the church pew. Um, I was always a rebel, though, and always an yeah, open mind. She was more of a... I uh, never judge. Um, but still both very conservative people. Myself. Yeah, but um, at least conservative-minded. Monogamy was the only way, the only right way to do things. Um, had a very, you know, very strict monogamous marriage and, and uh, you know, never cheated on my wife. And then when it all blew up, you know, all this whole thing, just... Like I said, I didn't think about it till after I was with this one girlfriend for a while and just kind of unfolded and she told me about this and I'm like, well, you know, I've always been very sexual, but and I me too. Yeah, that <laughs> sexual part wasn't new for me either. It wasn't like, oh, I found my sexuality. I've always been very sexual. Yeah. And my ex wife wasn't, and so that's kind of why that fell apart and it, you know, and it uh like, well, I need I need to check this out and stuff. And I was in that club for five minutes, and I literally, I literally said to myself, "These are my people. This is, you know, this is where I belong. You know, yeah. it's where I've always belonged." You know, yeah. within five minutes, I knew. So, but yeah. yeah, no, I was, I was studying to be a pastor, and I was, I went to Bible college, and wow. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was an elder in the church, and I was very much very conservative until, until after, after the divorce. Yeah, but then you said you. You know, when you're going to the club, you realize, like, these are my people. It must have been somewhat of a relief, too. It was to... a, yeah, it was an extremely liberating experience. Probably yeah. the most liberating. I mean, talk about, you know, spend my life, you know, telling people how to be born again and all this stuff in the church and stuff. <laughs> Well, let me not, tell you now how to be born again. Let me tell you how to be born again. Now you've got the real answer. This, this is the real born again. This is truly a born again experience because, I mean, it was very liberating and a huge amount of just guilt and just, you know, wrong thinking just washed away off my shoulders. You know, I was mm -hmm. like, this is okay. I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. And yeah. I just. You're it, doing everything ethically and respectful. Exactly. And, right. Exactly. Because I never been about lying and you know, never you can't do that uh, i yeah. suck at lying <laughs> <laughs> but i try it sometimes and it never Why goes well. never goes well. <laughs> so you said everything was gravy and going great and karen you jumped in and said up until a point so yes. it sounds like something happened things moved very yes. fast you were yeah moving yes up. full yes. speed ahead we were together the first year, and we moved into together after two months or so. Yeah. And we had time to you rent. moved. It, you moved in together after two months. Something like yeah. That. <laughs> well, we were paying two rents, and we had yet to spend a night apart. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> like, that makes sense. This is a financial decision. Yeah. No, I, I don't blame you for making a financial decision. Okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> I hear the craziness in it myself. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah, need no, that. In our in our head, our justification was okay. You know, we're in our mid to late forties. You know, we know what we want, and we know yeah. where, you know, we've been down. Yeah. It's yeah. not like we're teenagers moving in together. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Our, our, no, our families no. were a little freaked. Yeah, okay. I was like, no judgment here. Just I was. No, no, no. It is. It is. Very, everything is very fast paced. So he almost one year after we met proposed to me, and it proposed to me in the club in the cage with all of our friends there. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yes, it was awesome. At the club where we met. Got engaged in the cage. Yep. And we were still very, <clears throat> I hadn't really started to struggle yet. I started struggling within about two years of us being together. The whole 
non-monogamy versus monogamy. We had never been like just us. We had never been, um, we, we try monogamy. Like, okay, we're going to like just be us for the month. It never worked. <laughs> I mean, we, we'd be like at a party and we're like, hey, hey, can we, can we talk? <laughs> you know, and because our rules aren't hard and fast. They're, we have boundaries that are always open to changing and you can always ask. We have, we have two rules that never change. From the beginning. From the beginning. From day one, we've had two rules that don't change. Everything else is flexible. The rule number one is communicate, open on which communicate has a lot to go with it, openly, honestly, listening, all that stuff. But and then the second rule is priority, which we made up our own word. So <laughs> communicate and priority. Yeah, communicate and priority. And, and then we'll be okay. And so priority just simply means that you each of us should always feel like we're the priority in the relationship. And if you don't feel like the priority at any time, refer back to rule number one, you know, and communicate and stuff. So those rules never change. Everything else is negotiable and flexible. I mean, but you, you can't break rules without communicating. You can't, yeah. you can't, or change, well, I mean, that'd be breaking a rule. We, you can change rules, but you have to communicate and talk about it first and agree on it, obviously. You can't just change them willy-nilly whenever you want. <laughs> so you've kind of lived by my... that whole, that you've lived by that whole mentality the whole, since, you, yeah. since the beginning. Yes. Yeah. And so my whole mentality started shifting a little bit back to, I was being drawn back into the monogamy world and I was a little nervous, uh, but, and I wanted to make him happy, but I wanted him to be monogamous with me. I didn't necessarily want to be monogamous. I just wanted him to want to be monogamous with me. <laughs> Which I know it's crazy. I I have a very rational mind and I have a very irrational part sometimes. And when they battle, I hate it. And I kind of put it to him. I said, you know, <clears throat> if you had to choose between lifestyle or me, what would you choose? And he just we're, he was cooking dinner, and he just looked at me and he goes, "Well, I've... well, there's a little build up to it." But <laughs> he just looked at me and goes, "I'd hate to have to choose right now because I love you, but." I don't want to go back to being monogamous. Mm. And yeah. I, was I mean, for me, oh, okay. for me, I was just trying to explain it as that this isn't just me having a good time and going crazy. And so for me, this is who I am. This is in my DNA. And mm-hmm. I just started this experiment, you know, a couple of years before and I'm not ready to end it you right. know, and, and whatnot and stuff. So it was like, you know, please, please don't put me in that position. So one part of my brain heard you, yeah, I'd rather have a lifestyle than you, which was kind of that, but not really. And, um, I was hurt and I, we, what's so funny is I didn't really want monogamy. I didn't want to say I'd be with this person the rest of my life. I just wanted him to lie to me and say, <laughs> he wouldn't say but, I don't lie. but he doesn't lie. And we, I said, now we can take a break. I'm okay with taking a, a break that has a end, you know, has a, a uh, whatever. It's finite amount of time, like, and not where I'm not talking years. Of maybe, you know, let's take a break for a month or two or whatever, and come back and reevaluate and stuff. I'm totally okay with that, but don't ask me to just. But my mind was changing in certain ways, and I was having some bad experiences in lifestyle. And as you know. When you hit those back experiences, you kind of feel like, oh, I just want to be done with this. Yeah. And, you know, guys having too much to drink, we call it 
with uh, DID, no, D, um, distracted. DVS, distracted dick syndrome, um, you know, and the new stuff. And the, the at first I was very forward because that's the way I overcome my shyness. I become very forward and got a few, oh, yeah, no. And a little bit of rejection here or there. And he's just like going strong. <laughs> a little, you know, I was feeling I was just, it wasn't for me because it wasn't working. <laughs> but in our time, and one of the, we went to a counselor, this lifestyle counselor, and he said, your biggest things is you both want to please each other too much. Hmm. And he said, you got to quit worrying about hurting each other's feelings. So he said, Karen, you've got to be honest. You've got to quit saying things are okay when they're not. Hmm. And because all along with Jim, when he would ask to do something, he's always very respectful. He always asks, and hey, what about this? And we try new things. If it doesn't work, then we come back and we say, Mm, that didn't work for us. Mm. And we're okay with that. We re-navigate. Mm -hmm. But I had stopped communicating as well because... You didn't want to disappoint I didn't want to disappoint him. And it just started building so much resentment up in me. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I didn't want to be monogamous for real. I mean, really. Even though I said, let's try monogamy. And I'm not like him. And that's when I listened to your podcast. And, oh, my God, I heard all these other stories. And it's okay for us to be different and do it at different paces. We respect each other. We love each other. We want to be together. And so we communicate better. I've, I've learned to say no. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes. It's like, I don't want to support. I mean, I hate to. I want to be the cool kid. I want to give him pleasure. He um, He doesn't have a jealous bone in his body. He's very open and honest, and for me, it was, it was a big yeah. thing to traverse. But you know, a key point she made, and I don't want it to be glossed over, is literally your guys' podcast had a big impact on our relationship because Aww. it um, it gave her. I mean, that's where the epiphany for her came. That like, okay, it's okay that we work at different speeds, and that's and doesn't mean he loves it's okay for me to say no i'm not okay with that it doesn't mean he loves me less and it's okay for me to say no when i need to say no and he's not going to judge that or be upset with that because that's always been our rule you can always say no and no questions asked yeah but but, but, feeling comfortable doing yeah but actually doing it is a whole lot it's hard it's a hard because then you're like a nag all the time like no no (laughs) well and that's the other part of the rule is when you say yes you better mean it because the other, we, we're trusting each other to be honest. Yes. So when she says, she, she tells me yes, and I go and do it, everything, and then like that's one of the things that was really hard is because she was telling me yes when inside she was thinking no. And so I was going and taking the yes and doing my thing. And and I didn't know till, for a while that there was a problem until. until it just went. Yeah. Yeah. But. I learned to say no much better, and yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. It's okay with no. Okay <laughs> He's not mad at me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I would, I would even argue because I, I can relate very strongly to probably what, what Jim's feeling here is not only are you okay with it, but you prefer it. If it's yeah. an, if it's a no, you would so much rather have her say no than have her say yes and not mean it. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I do not want that resentment built up. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it because we always like say 
for me, I, I need her to be clear with that because when we're at a, a band, at a club, at a house party stuff, you know, my kryptonite is pussy vision. It's I, a real thing. I, I get pussy vision and he's locked and loaded. And, <laughs> and the, the whole world is tuned out. You've so, never seen anything like right? it. So we know we have to make sure we're, we're you know we're clear about you know how we're operating when we before we go. Are we sticking together? Are we gonna float apart? Are we gonna you know what? what you know what? What are what's our operating rules for the night? Right. And we, we talk about that before we get there. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's important that that I have that in my head before I get there because I know if I don't, right. you know. <laughs> so it goes back to communication. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, can can you talk a little, Karen, about like what what steps you took to get to where you were comfortable saying no? Like how. How did you make that shift? Because I, I venture to guess you're not the only one who's had that issue. Well, one thing is the therapist telling me it's okay to say no. You don't have to quit. You quit trying to please him 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I am, a, I am a pleaser. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. But you I talk about read that, a book. Yeah, I'm talking a couple of days before that. Because actually before we got the therapist, we kind of had our I had my epiphany after listening to your show, one of your, one of your interviews, and we we had a big you know, conversation before we got to the therapist and worked a lot of stuff out. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. But um, listening, I listened to like three hours of your podcast to all like, I mean, I didn't that day when I started, I didn't eat, sleep, or whatever. It was just like I was at work and I was like, people leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> And after listening to all these other stories about how people have had their different journeys, and quite often we've wondered how do people bring that up when they've been together forever to start. And so for us, it was kind of easy because we started in it, but we didn't have that foundation yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And so I think us actually hitting a hump, having some difficulty in our effortless relationship actually helped me. Yeah learn their limits and he's still going to be around if I say no and how he reacted when I would go there was so okay all this was just on me I realized it was what I was making out of it yeah and again just hearing everyone else's stories and how they evolved I was like oh I'm I'm okay so we have two different styles and this was part of our prop part of our thing. Um, Jim's full on swinger. And after listening to several of your stories, um, found out I'm actually demisexual. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, you know, I could have a wild hair one night and I enjoyed the two years that it was wild and crazy. It was wild and crazy. It was fun. And all of a sudden I needed more. And so realizing that there were other people that needed more and it wasn't just all about jumping in, grabbing the buck and getting out, you know, notch, check. um, It helped me feel better and realize I can do this how I need to do it. He will help me. And since then, we have really made, we've always made great friends in this lifestyle. We are surrounded by lifestyle friends, but um, it really helped just listening to others. And there's a book the therapist gave me was mastery of love. Mm -hmm. And basically it teaches you how to love yourself to, and, and you can't love anyone else. So you love yourself. 
and very simple. It goes back in the old Toltec principles of ancient Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's very. It really has helped me a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Then we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Well, and thank you. Um, I know you. Like, thank you for saying how much hearing everyone's stories has helped you because I know that, I mean, that's our goal. That's why we're doing this podcast, but it, this podcast would not be what it is without people sharing their stories. That's the whole point. And it's awesome when you hear that, how much those other stories have impacted people like you and and other people too. And then you come on and share yours too. (laughs) Well, he was so excited. I walked in the door and I was like, I found a pod. I've never listened to a podcast before. I said, I got on podcast today on the drive home because I had a long drive and oh my gosh, listen to what I found. And I was so excited. He was just like, okay. But we also had a move in our relationship, like a physical move. Uh-huh. And a couple of times, and we relocated, and we came back to here. We were kind of out away from where we live, where we were from, kind of isolated a little bit. And, you know, things just were rocky and weren't sure where we were going forward and what we were going to do. And I didn't have to figure it all out right then. It was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and now we do it so differently than we used to. Um, it's... We've definitely slowed down a great deal. Yeah. When we when we met, we were literally at the club three nights a week at least, and and everything. We we wound up getting um, VIP memberships so we could just go in there every night. You might as well have stopped paying one rent and just lived at the club. And, you know, pretty, <laughs> exactly. So we were like extremely active, and we're still very active, but not like we were. You know, so right. We, we, so, so how, how, yeah, okay. I was going to say, how has it shifted? Like, what, what do you do differently now? And, and do you explore it separately, like on your own? We, we're, we're broaching that a little bit. He is all about finding me someone that I can have as a secondary. Um, and again, we do it different. I would not be okay with him having a secondary yet. He has two girlfriends. Three. Three, excuse me. <laughs> and I, well, I haven't met the third one. That's another story. Um, the two, I love them. We're all together when we're together, and it's a beautiful thing. We have so much between the three of us. And if he wants to have a date with one of them, I don't care. I love them. It's so different now. If he asked me, I met a girl at the club other night. Can I have a date? And I'd be like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> so, so no. it was. So originally, that was how you were like. You're like, that was. That we was didn't not date okay. other people. Yeah. Only we we played separately, but we were always together in it. And, and so that's definitely has shifted. Then if he has girlfriends and separate people, so, but that but yeah. you're also you know each other. You're all friends. You're all very close. Yes. It's, it's kind of a big family. And we, I am with the women too, though. And yeah. there's a couple times he's introduced me to women, and I'm like, eh, no, I don't know if it's I just don't like them or I'm not attracted to them, so he doesn't need to bring them. <laughs> <laughs> but, because I've also found out in this journey that I'm bisexual, and uh, had no clue. Yeah, she fought, she fought it for a while. She's like, no, I'm not. No, no, no things would happen. I'm like, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, we've changed a lot in the last few months and having a great time. We're looking forward. We're actually out in the area that we're at now trying to meet some new couples together. And um, I've tried to meet guys. It's just so hard. People think it's hard to be a single guy. I think a single woman has it harder. 
In in what sense that that you're you're sorting through a larger volume? Yes. Of, okay. Yes. Just a lot it's of toes. The, to get the to vetting. The vetting. Yeah. The vetting is exhausting, and I just don't have the energy. Yeah. Uh, when I have somebody so wonderful at home, I, I catch myself. I'll try to like get into it, and I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can find somebody. I get exhausted, and I look at you, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This, the, no, no, no. <laughs> But um, well, and yeah, who knows? He, maybe someday you will meet somebody. Maybe I'm saying open, but not looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that's just going to have to happen naturally or organically, not yeah. something that's yeah. forced or looked, sought after. You know, this somebody we're going to be at a party, at a house party or something. You're going to hit it off with some guy, and you're be like, "Oh, hey, I really like this guy. I'd like to see him again." And then, yeah. Right. You know, Second time will turn into third time. And yeah, and, right, yeah. naturally. Okay. So, Jim, how has the, I guess, all of the transition been for you? Because obviously um, there's been some major changes, and you, I'm sure, wanted Karen to tell you what was going on in her brain, which would probably, you know, she was not at a point necessarily to do that all the time. So I'm sure that there mm-hmm. was um, a lot of conversations. But how have you felt throughout the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, when it was touch and go, where I don't know if touch and go is the right word, but when it we was, didn't realize how touch and go we it did, was. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we were kind of just continuing to do our thing, and I didn't know what was going on underneath for a while, you know. And then when she, when she talked to me about it and, and brought up the stuff, I'm like, oh no, I, I was terrified. Really, I was, you know, I was terrified we weren't going to work or something wasn't going to happen. You know, we were going to have to break up or something was going to happen. And I was like, I was terrified because I loved her, but I like, I had to be honest with myself about the lifestyle and how, what it meant to me and how I felt, how I felt about it. You know, this isn't just a party game. This is a part of my, my life, you know, now. And so, you know, it was, it was a lot of conflict and that was tough for me because I do not like confrontation. I'm not a confrontational Neither person. one of us <clears throat> So, for me to um, be able to tell her that, you know, I don't, you know, I can't tell you that I, right now I would pick you over this. I, I really don't want to have to make that decision. And to actually have that, be able to be honest like that was a huge st- uh, growth step for me. And I couldn't have done it with anyone else because I've never been in a relationship where I was that comfortable or that um, uh felt, I don't guess, uh, safe with her mm-hmm. to tell her the truth and stuff. Because like previous relationship, it was the complete opposite. So, And we both said this from the beginning, that if we're not making each other happy, if there's, and we're not going to change for each other, mm-hmm. we're not changing. Mm-hmm. And if the other person's not happy or if we're not happy, we don't need to be in this. Mm-hmm. So it'd be hard, <laughs> but that was our mindset from the beginning because both of us having come from very long relationships, weren't ready to jump into a relationship and yeah. it's been wild and crazy. And so where we are now, he just went to Israel for business and met a woman his first night there. Yeah. Which never like, happens. Never happens on a business trip. No, I've, I've been traveling for 17 years and, Never. That was the second time I, the second time I ever hooked up successfully with one with her permission, of course. Second, <laughs> second time I ever hooked up with a woman successfully at just a regular vanilla bar and stuff. And that that was that second time was within the last period, six month period. Yeah. So before the previous, you know, forty something years, I never successfully 
done that. And of course, when I was married before, I, I just didn't try that. I didn't do that stuff. But uh, anyway. So you so, had not set up anything going on this trip. You just had met that nope, woman. It just happened. Yeah. And we had this we had this thing where he always had this like fantasy. He wanted to take a, a woman with him while he's traveling. And, I'm, and I can't go because I work. And I'm like, no, no, you're not taking one of our friends. No, no, you're not taking some stranger. No. That was out of bounds. But, and, but while you're there, if you meet somebody, that's okay. So he met this woman in Israel, had a fantastic time being shown around by a local, and then he had another trip come up for Italy. So this, this comes to the learning experience that happened recently that I was getting you, telling you about. Okay. Um, so, so the Israel trip was first. You met Israel trip was first. Time. This was at the end of April. Okay. And I met her, and we had a fantastic time. And surprisingly, afterwards, we kept in touch um, pretty regularly um, after the trip. And I found out shortly after the Israel trip that I was going to have to go to Italy for to do some for another trip for some business and stuff. And so for her, it's like a three-hour plane ride. Yeah, you know, it, it's not a not a big deal and everything. And and I've been talking to her about that, and she says, "Well, I'll meet you there." I'm like, wow, okay, okay. Oh, so, I got to tell Karen. But I got to talk to Karen <laughs> about it, you know, and everything. So this is um, this is a gray area. We yeah, this, 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 was, this was a gray area. area. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking, well, I can ask her about it. Um, she might, I think she might be okay with this because this is a very different situation. This is not me bringing someone from the local area with me on the trip. This is someone that I met in another country and, um, you know. Then we never see each other maybe, again. Maybe the only other chance we ever get to see each other again. So I'm thinking, I think she might be okay with this, but I'm going to wait till this trip is happening for sure. I'm not going to bring this up until the trip is happening for sure. So, so for, you know, for a little while, this, this was in my head. I'm like, mm. it took a little while to confirm that the trip was going to happen. And then once, once it got confirmed, I'm like, okay. So I, I told the, the lady, I told her that, okay, I'm going to ask Karen everything. I don't know if she, what she's going to say, whatever she says goes, uh, but we'll see and everything. So I, so I, I asked Karen and she was like, he texted me. I, I highly recommend text for communicating difficult situations. <laughs> I like I, I there's a lot of thought put into whether I text or talk to the person. I think I'm going to text. <laughs> well, you can she, you can carefully say like you can word it how you want yeah, to word it, and, and you can, can erase, erase and, and redo. Until you, you, you like okay, redo. this is perfect because you know that you're communicating something very important, and you need to be very clear and very precise in your language. So yeah, it worked very well doing the text to communicate she didn't bat an eyelash when she said i was like of course that is fine like within five seconds <laughs> of course like, and he's like is that a real no and i was like that is he goes is that a real yes and i was like yes that is a real yes and so i was excited for him jim is i learned compersion um you know the listening phrase. the phrase compersion jim is full of compersion he is so you couldn't have a person that experiences it more I am not. <laughs> and um, I try. It's, again, one of the cool kids. But nope. And when he, he talked for the first time, I was like, oh, that is awesome. I think, oh, my God, that will be great. I am happy for you that you get to see her again and you get to have all this. And well, because you had heard all about what had happened, like, yes, how much fun they had had. I in was full steam ahead. And then two nights before he leaves, I went, wait a minute. Is she staying in your room? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like then it's kind of like, to get her own hotel room. 
It made sense. And I, I just realized it hit me. And I was like, oh, they're going to be waking up in the mornings together. They're going to be doing this together. Like spending all the time didn't bother me. But there's, you know, I heard a guy today say um, on, on something I was listening to, he is. Yeah, I messed up by let, I shared the bathrobe with the woman. <laughs> it was like, there's certain things you don't do. And I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, I can do this. I, I'm going to be good. I, I can, I can do this. And I did for the first three and a half, four nights. And then I was like, I am ready for this to be over with. I wasn't mad at him. I was glad he was having a good time. I was just missing him so bad. Yeah. Which it wasn't a longer trip than most of my other. It was just a day or two longer than most of my normal trips, and that was because of the international travel. But I mean, a lot of my trips go for most of the full work week and stuff. So this wasn't unusual. But me being with someone like that this whole time is where it was I, hard. By the end of the third night or whatever, she's like, "Okay, I'm ready for this to be done." You know? Still okay with everything. Yeah. But she, but she didn't give me a. I could tell she was very kind of short in our conversations and stuff towards the end. And um, I, I was wondering if something was wrong, but she like wouldn't give a hint that anything was wrong until All I right. got. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a, 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 an idea for future trips like this. Maybe just don't have the woman stay for the whole duration. Exactly. We learned that. That's one of the lessons we learned. Very good. Yes. But you wouldn't have, but you wouldn't have learned that if you hadn't been able to communicate that. Exactly. And he came home and we were too busy the first 24 hours to talk about the trip. We had other things going on and we went for a walk and we talked about the trip. And once he shared the experiences with me and what they did, I'm not talking about just sexually. I'm talking about spending their time together. And And I gave her a very detailed account. I was. And I did awesome for cool. a guy because you guys are really bad about details. <laughs> At least I. But the details are what counts. I know <laughs> you're holding out on me, dude. Yeah, so I gave her a very detailed account of the week, and, and she. And went, then I was good again. And she she experienced some conversion, and she really enjoyed it. And yeah. yeah. And we talked, but but we definitely learned that, and we we had never neither of us had ever done this before, you know, and so it was it was a new experience for both of us. And, you know, we learned a little bit, like I said, don't make it so long. And uh, and also communicating while I'm gone and while I'm on the trip and stuff. I mean, I communicate as much or more than I normally do on a trip. But uh, when I were on the phone, um, she felt like I sounded rushed because I'm in the, the hotel room with the lady and stuff. And I, hey, I'm going to call my, I'm going to call Karen and check in with her and tell her and stuff. But it's still a little Felt a little awkward. It was a new experience, you know. Felt a little awkward. Uh, and I heard that. I'm calling my I'm calling my girlfriend while I'm in this room with this other woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right. And on on this trip, and we're doing this new thing, so it, it just all felt a little awkward. And I think she heard that in my voice while I'm talking to her on the phone and stuff, you know. And so it, that maybe made her feel a little nervous too, or something. But, yeah. but yeah. it just goes back to communication. Yeah. If if things aren't right, communicate. And even when things are great, communicate that. Let the other person know what you're happy about. Yeah. And I, that's a really good point. Yeah. 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 Communication doesn't always have to be negative. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I've heard from a lot of other people, their rides home after an experience are awesome. You mm-hmm. chit chat and you communicate about what happened. And yeah. when you share that with other people and they enjoy it, yeah. it just furthers the enjoyment. But yeah. Those last couple of days of the trip, she was she had worked herself up into a frenzy in her head, <laughs> and was actually you know, 
Then we got engaged in the club next to the restaurant. Uh, next, we got engaged in the place next to where we actually got engaged to because the pictures. Everybody was like, "Oh, you were so and so." I was like, "Yeah, that's it." <laughs> you have pictures in the. You can't take pictures in the club. Right. So we all, our friends and us, went on the, the sidewalks to take pictures. And everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, you were at so and so, so and so," which was the place we were standing in front of next door. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that was it. Yeah, was it totally? You, you got engaged at a Payless shoe store. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they were having fifty percent off shoes. Well, I said, "Hey, right. <laughs> it was Bogo week, so it's fine." I buy, I get two. So nowadays, do any of your family and friends know? Um, my vanilla BFF uh, that I met after I moved out here from—I'm actually from Mississippi originally. And when I moved out here, I met her like within two weeks and we have been super tight and she's known from the beginning. She doesn't initially approve. She doesn't get it, but she knows I'm happy and that's what counts for her. I had an aunt that moved out here and there were things we were doing. I felt bad that we weren't inviting her. She's not that much older than me. And I just was honest with her. I was just like, okay, let me tell you what's going on. Jim and I are an open relationship and she's, she's a, She's a hippie at heart. She's from those days. So yeah. she was, I was like, you remember free love? <laughs> <laughs> she, she and she was like, oh, that is so incredible that y'all have that. I've got nothing but some support from her. Oh, and that's good. All of our other friends are in lifestyle. Yeah. That's another thing. We met all of our friends together. We have friends from before, but our friends that we met together are, are truly great. And I didn't really have a whole lot of, all my friends were really in the church and when I kind of left the church life i kind of lost them in the deal yeah and, and so i didn't have any other i don't have any friends from like high school or college or anything like that that i stayed buddies with uh, it was another casualty of my my previous marriage and stuff um but uh so I, I mean like karen said all our friends are friends from the lifestyle i have a sister-in-law that knows about how we met and that's it yeah. And none of my other family knows. And still, like I mentioned earlier with you guys, we're still trying to decide. Our kids are grown. Uh, we go out in the same town. And now that we're going out with other people occasionally, I'm almost kind of like, huh, do we tell them? Do we not tell them? We're still trying to figure it out. Because yeah. I don't want them seeing us and being disappointed in one or the other. Like, or, oh. Or showing up at the club. Yeah, I have an arrangement. <laughs> I have an arrangement with the girl. <laughs> notified. I will be notified. At the front door. Smart. Smart. Someone will come find me right away. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Well, you sound like you've listened to the show in the past. Yes. So we we do maybe have time for like a blooper. And I know you've told us some crazy stuff that's happened, but there's got to be a good, funny Florida blooper. Story. Okay. Okay. Do the Florida story. The Florida story. Okay. <laughs> there's a couple bloopers, but there's there's so many. But we went to Florida, um, and we thought we'd hit one of the clubs up there when we were there, and we did. It was a slow night, and we found some other couples about our age, and th they were rather newbies, which I'm not all. I'm better with newbies now than I used to be. And they were one of my reasons not to do newbies. Um, we all, <laughs> the six of us were all playing, having fun, 
Then we found out these people have not communicated well. Beforehand. Beforehand. And he's actually having sex with me. His wife's trying to talk in his ear. And he buzzes her off with her. He weighs her off with the hand. Of course, that didn't go well. <laughs> and she was. Uh... She was just wanting to know if it was okay for her to play. Oh, okay. She, she was trying to find. She was trying to find out. Is she's trying to ask him? Is it okay if if I play? Because she she's playing, flirting, and stuff with. They're all soft swap. With myself and a couple other people, but um, but there's no intercourse going on here. No Until me and him did. I didn't know that they so, had not communicated. Yeah. So she she's wanting to go the rest of the way and have, have sex, and the, she's asking her husband, "Is this okay?" And he's like, he's not hearing her, and he's trying to focus with Karen, and so he's like. He's just like, no. <laughs> and so she so she get up, gets up and leaves. And storms out of the room and it's just all upset. And I'm like, dude, and then he gets dude up and I'm tapping him on the shoulder, dude. And he's like, oh, she'll be fine. I'm like, no. You need to go. Stop. Stop. And I'm like, Jim, Jim. And like, he's like, no, no, I'm good. And I'm like, Jim, Jim. <laughs> Jim's like over there, moved on. But then he comes over there and I'm like, dude, you have to stop. And he's like, dude, you have to stop. And they got up and they had their moment. And but that was the craziest thing for me. I was laying there. The wife runs out in tears. Basically, I mean, she looks like she's about to burst out in tears. And I'm mortified. Guy, he wasn't like against my will or anything. But the casual, no, dude, you need to go check on your wife. I'm having this conversation, and he's like, "Oh, she's good." And I'm like, yeah. "I'm not." <laughs> This needs to stop. I don't care if she's good or not. Now we need to stop. She's fine. You know, I laughed about that all the way home. I was like, that's why you don't run off with newbies. And he's like, well, they were the only one there. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I will say you probably taught them a valuable lesson. Communicate. Yeah. So, Beforehand. I, yeah, so I think it's good. Or if, if you haven't, if you made the mistake of not telling it, communicating it beforehand, it's okay to do it in the moment if you have to, but listen to your partner. Talk to your partner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and maybe if, if you have time for one more quick one. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, all right. So this is the dis distracted dick syndrome uh, story, okay? So for all the guys, because I hear this on your podcast all the time, you know, people talking, guys talking about having trouble getting up in a situation. It's a real issue. It's a real, it's a real thing. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do I'm with aware. ED. It mm -hmm. has nothing to do with ED. And so we're at a... Um, we're at one of the clubs and with a group of friends again, and there's like, um, I think there's four couples, I think yeah, four, couples. four couples. So there's eight of us and we, we've been dancing and stuff and having fun and we want to, we're ready to go into a room and go play. Well, this particular club doesn't have very big rooms and doesn't have any really big spaces, but they have some, they have some bigger spaces in open areas, uh, orgy beds and stuff where you, where it could fit our group. So like, okay, we'll go to the orgy bed because it's the only place big enough for all of us to play together and everything. So, so we go up to the orgy bed and stuff and there, there's a few clubs and there's like three main clubs in the area. And this one is, this is one, one of the nicer clubs that the one we met at was actually shut down during this period of time. Uh, they, they got shut down and then reopened. Um, so we're at this. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. So we're at this other club. that's not, not so nice. And the rules they have most of the clubs have the same rules, you know, don't touch without asking, no, no means no, don't ask twice, don't be creepy, all that kind of stuff. They all have the, the same rules, but they don't always enforce it the same. 
And so, yeah. so this club wasn't, they didn't have as much volunteer staff and other one, other people like the other clubs to enforce rules and stuff. So we're, we're all trying to play on this orgy bed and stuff. And we immediately get surrounded by a bunch of guys whacking Single off. Single man. Single men whacking off, you know, and the thing. And at the other clubs, that wouldn't happen. And the guys are not even allowed to have sure. themselves out and open in, unless they're in a room playing. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Unless it, like, they've been invited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, and you're in an orangey bed area. I mean, you're expected. I mean, people are obviously allowed to watch you in an open area. And you're so you're basically giving them consent to watch you if you're in this going to play in this open area. Sure. Um, but there, but that doesn't give them the okay to approach you. And what was else was going on is, you know, we're all trying to have sex on this bed, and this guy starts reaching out and trying to touch Karen. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, I says, you, you you can't just you have to ask. You can't just touch. And he's he's like, uh, and, and other people are like, hey, you're on you're on the open on the orange bed. Said, you're fair game. I mean, that means you can watch. That does not mean you can yeah, touch. No shit. Yeah. And everything. So I mean, plus, so it was very just this whole thing was extremely distracting. And immediately, you know, I was like, oh. you know, couldn't. <laughs> Like and it was hopeless. I mean, I, it. He cigared over the rest. Cigar, of yeah, I just had cigar because I, I, it wasn't happening. It's like the, all the guys whacking off around us and all this pressure. It was just like, mm, that, yeah. And and me and our our friends, we all just carried on, and he stood our guard for the night. Bless his heart. Yeah, and so it was, we didn't ask him to, but you just do it. He so, just went ahead and did it. So if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone because I'm known for being able to go all night and. As much, as much as necessary. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think being in the splash zone of seven dudes is enough to put, yeah. to put yeah. you on edge. Well, the I'm other one was an orgy. Yeah. yeah, the other one was an orgy of 20-somethings in the beds next to us. That was also, that was a different night. That's, yeah, I was wondering which one you were going. Very, There's very, several of those stories. Hey, well, it, it happens to everybody, and I think that's a awesome blooper slash learning moment for yeah, anybody that listening that, 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 that maybe this is their first time hearing this show or anything about this and they're like, well, I don't think I could perform under those circumstances. And you can't. You might not be able to. And that's <laughs> you enough. might not, yeah. It yeah. doesn't make you weird. Is it, or yeah. or anything wrong with you? It's just, yeah, your, your brain and your dick are very much attached. Yeah. My biggest thing, if I could tell all the guys out there, is if you are struggling, don't go to your head. Stay out of your head. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. You can please a woman without a dick. You can have a great time. And it might happen later if you stay out of your head. If you yep. focus on, yeah, that, I would say the same thing. If you focus on pleasing the woman, don't worry about yourself. You're going to have fun. Just focus on pleasing the woman and let the rest take care of itself. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You can both still have fun. Yeah. Yep. yep. I would Absolutely. agree completely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, since you talked, you know, you talked a little bit about, or a lot about being in the clubs and that atmosphere. I was curious if you could touch on how you handle safety in the in that atmosphere and yes. those discussions. We totally contemplate um, if there's condoms. Um, I mean, if there's play, there's condoms. We haven't. None of our friends have used um, oral barriers. I've heard a lot about that lately, and that's one of my things with the in that got in my head, I have always, I'm a germaphobe. So (laughs) people are like, how can you play? And I was like, sometimes it's hard, you know, but I'm not totally obsessed, but it gets in my head. So I am, I am interested in the oral barriers. That's something I want to research soon. 
and but we do get tested we usually shift off like every three to six months one of us gets tested I use your uh, coupon. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I actually won their gift card on their drawing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, great. So yes. so we, we weren't just making that up. We actually sent those out to people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, that's huge for us. We definitely, it was even huge when we got together. We both went and got tested before we took condom off with each other. Um, and that was a huge deal. And if we invite others, I don't know if we will ever, I will never say never in this. Yeah. I don't see us fluid bonding with other people, but never say never. Yeah. For sure. Do you have that conversation in a, with couples before you go play like in the club? I know that can be really intimidating for people in like a loud environment to have that conversation. So do you have any tips or Again, we were such newbies. We didn't have a book to read. We had friends that had been doing this for a while, but it was very different for them. Yeah, um, yeah we didn't know that that was something you could even do until we started listening to the show. Now that's a part of our conversation. Yeah. Thank you guys for bringing that up. It's, yeah, of course. I, and I have learned if people aren't comfortable having that conversation, then that's on them, not us. Yeah. Yeah. And typically, I mean, even if the conversation doesn't happen beforehand, I mean, it's just when you go into the room, you grab the condom, and yeah. there's yeah. condoms on the beds, and there's condoms there. I, got, I usually have my own condoms in my pocket, and just I, first thing you do is grab the condom. Like, it, this is, you know, not, not making it an option. Just here right. we go. Yeah. 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 Wear one around is a practice all day long, <laughs> just so you get used to well, the feeling. Well, that's yeah. another thing for guys out there that say, I can't fuck with the condom on. Practice with your partner. Yeah. Don't Excellent have sex advice. for two weeks without a condom. I mean, use a condom every single time with your partner for two weeks, and you'll be fine. Yep. It yep. will. You can learn to use a condom. You yep. can learn to get it up and have sex with a condom. It just yep. takes practice. And and most you know most people playing, and we we do well. Don't use a condom necessarily when for oral sex. So you, know, you still can have that experience. Um, and when 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 you go to you know, actual fucking stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Before you. Well, and that's and that's you know that's everyone's decision to make whether you want to like that. You're we're all at different levels of risk depending you know, in life in general, and that's just yeah. level exactly. that you're making that decision to do, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's new navigation material for us. Yeah, so. yeah awesome. <laughs> that, actually hits, that actually hits on one of my other um, policies is or tip, a policy we typically have with other couples and stuff is, you know, everyone, you were talking about everyone has different boundaries and different levels. And that's true throughout the lifestyle people. So, you know, soft, there's all, we, we have labels for some of it, soft swap, full swap, you know, same room sex, all this other stuff. But even within there, there's different levels. And so it's like, typically whenever we're with people, we talk about, especially if we're like on a date and we're, you know, purposely going out with a couple or something, we'll talk about each other's boundaries and stuff. And you always go with the boundaries that are the most restrictive. Whichever yes. whoever has the most restrictive boundaries is the ones you go with. And For sure. Because your boundaries are, are our boundaries are typically much less restrictive than people we go out with. Another thing I've learned from you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, so no, you no thank it. you for bringing that up because it's it's so true. It's and you could all have a good time at the <clears throat> level that's most comfortable for everybody. And yes. you don't, just because your boundaries may not be as strict doesn't mean that you still can't have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can have that kind of like you said, if you're in a kick group or something with these people, like. You can throw that conversation out there 
days ahead of time. And, mm-hmm. and then it gives people a chance to talk about it if they haven't previously talked about it. And yeah. then and then you can come back when you meet in person, you can be like, hey, you know, we talked about this. I just wanted to check in, make sure everything is still the same as it was a week ago when we chatted. And then right. it's a much simpler conversation and it gives people the chance to, to speak freely about it. And then, yeah, and you're off. And I actually have a group of friends that play without protection. They're all friends. They play together a lot. Um, and their thing is, we're safer than being monogamous and having a one-night stand with somebody. Mm-hmm. And they're open about it. Yeah. And they get tested regularly. And They're more aware of their bodies and the, and the testing and all that. Not yeah. my cup compared, of tea. Compared to yeah. a couple no. where one just winds up cheating. And yeah. yeah. No, and, and, they, and they have a valid point, too. I mean, that's it, I think it's it's you're in a way better situation knowing your status knowing your what you want to be your risk level and communicating that and yeah that's but but they know right. our you know our rules and our boundaries and they know that that's you know that's not something we're going to do and they're you know they, they're very yeah. respectful of that so mm-hmm. for sure it. so there's a case where our boundaries are more restrictive than theirs <laughs> yeah yeah well, anything else? Do you have any more questions? I have one. Before you answer the anything else you wanted to say, uh, when is the wedding? Is there a date? Oh. <laughs> Not yet. It's on hold. Jim, I, I was, it, it took me four, almost the whole four years to get my divorce. I'm finally divorced. And that just happened like within a couple months or yeah. there was there was some complications with the divorce. Not like me changing my mind or anything, just yeah. the actual Yeah, you seem you know, pretty sure. Yeah, the actual procedures took a while. And meanwhile, he's decided if he's not sure he wants to get married again. <laughs> I, I, marriage itself, right? I'm not sure how I feel about how important the actual marriage thing is to me. I'm with her. I'm committed to her. This is this is my forever partner and stuff. But you know, it's not I'm not saying that well, I won't say never. It's just, you know, when I asked her to marry me, that you know, that was only It's a year into our relationship. He was still her, and I just started the non monogamy and yeah, anyway, so my my whole I grow Marriage hasn't been a big deal to me. I said I would never do it again. But I accepted his proposal and I thought if I was gonna marry anybody, it would be him. Yeah. If I marry and, exactly and if I if I marry someone, it, it's you. It's not, so neither it's not one of us are like, want to marry someone else. Neither one of us like, we have to get married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're still figuring that out. We don't know if we're gonna get married or not. I just want a big party. So well, you can, can you can do that. I was like, sure. you can throw a big party without we, we, the marriage. <laughs> We have lots of parties. Yeah. But and yeah. Abel, we'll be there. We'll send you swag. <laughs> uh, yeah. We used to hold huge parties. But yeah. 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 Excellent. Since we've, since we've moved, we have a little bitty place. So, but we used to have parties where people came from three different states. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it was fun. So. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But I, just, I wanted to make a quick comment on your marriage thing because it demonstrates to people that you do not have to get married. Like no. you, that, that it is a choice. And I say that like a lot of people realize that, but a lot of people also just go through the motions and it's expected. It's like, it's the next step. And right. Right. that's but exactly it, where I was when yeah. I asked her to marry me. It was like, right. Oh, this is the, I know this is the person I want to be with. This is the next step. This is what you do. Right. You, you propose and you get married. Cause this right. is what you do. Right. And, and I was still in that mindset. 
Yeah. Yeah, and even more so that you can't successfully navigate non-monogamy unless you're married. You know, right. you couldn't. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. yeah. Not true. Yeah. It's it all a choice. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all yeah. a choice, and, and there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with being married. We're married, but at the same time, that's you don't have to do that either. Right. But again, if you're not in a good place with your relationship, married or not married, non-monogamy is not necessarily, there are the exceptions to the rule that if, if, if this has actually brought them together, For that's sure. the exception to the rule. So married, not married, just be, have a solid relationship and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we seem to agree with you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a lot of excellent points. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah. You, was there anything yeah. else that you wanted to share? Any, um, if you have any other resources that you mentioned, the book, so definitely yeah. Mastery of Love. Yeah. It's it's amazing, and, and of course the ethical slot, which yeah. is familiar. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. But uh, and counseling, find a lifestyle counselor if you're struggling with something. A third party that is neutral and and wise and educated and can help you so much. Yeah, this lifestyle friendly. friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, just hearing that third person that has the education and the knowledge to help you through something is incredible. Um, I mean, I'm a very, we laugh because we're the people a lot of our friends come to for that. And so we're like, well, who do we go to? A counselor. It was wonderful. And doesn't mean you have anything wrong. We're going to keep going every few months just to, check in, just check in and keep the uh, knife sharp. Right. Yeah. Keep. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. don't be scared of counseling people, but you know, you got to find someone friendly with the lifestyle, but yeah. um, you don't want to walk into being judged by right. No. And, and if you do that, have that, have that happen. Like, don't be afraid just to change leave. it. Yeah. 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 You can get a new counselor. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about that in another interview we did too. And how, like, thank you for bringing it up. Cause it is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, yes. And, and you can Google it. There are, you can Google, you know, uh, Non-monogamy or, or open relationships. Yeah, open, open relationship uh, counselors or swingy counselors. or um, But you can find lifestyle from the counselors. Hopefully, I don't know if you can in every oh, city, but we were able to find it. Yeah. When you, and if you're not in a city that you can find them, you can also, <clears throat> there, there's people that do online counseling. So. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or if there's people in your community, in your area, that are your lifestyle friends that you know are very much hooked in, to the community or, you know, larger, like, so we, you know, that's your friends. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, they may know somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're friends with the owners of a couple of the clubs and, you know, we ask them because they're very connected. So right. we, you know, you talk to them say, Hey, who, who do you recommend? And actually the person we went to was one of, one of the people that was recommended by one of the club owners. So yeah. very cool. Yeah. So awesome. use your resources, use your people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any final, any final thoughts, parting words of wisdom? We love you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, We're thank excited you so to much. meet you both. And uh, oh gosh, yeah, it's it's amazing to. I mean, it's it's amazing. We're always floored that people listen to us, but it's yeah. it, it is fun to to and talk I see and then the have them but you're so much cuter. You're so much more handsome. I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I expected you to have curly hair for some reason. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I have the straightest hair ever. I expected yeah. you red curly hair for some reason with your personality. But you look yeah. great, too. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're, all, you're all right. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> She's kind of cute. It is, it is strange to see people um, when you 
hear voices for so long, you, yes. you build up what they look like, and then yeah. um, then you see them. It's different. Yeah, yeah it's very true. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but yeah, awesome. I think, I think I think that's it. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we will let thank you go you. and enjoy your evening. We will do the same. Yes. It's bedtime here on the East yes. Coast. Yes. Kind of, yeah. The East Coast time zone. <laughs> and uh, we will be in touch. Thank you again for everything. We appreciate right. it. Bye. 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 Hello. Hi, we're back again. As always, we're here. <laughs> so. One time, you know, sometime we should not come back. And just have it end. Just end. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just ghost on these people. <laughs> That's not our style. Anyway, Jim and Karen had an amazing story, as you could tell, and we're super thankful that they were willing to come on and be so enthusiastic and fun on the podcast. Next week, we have... An interview. Uh-huh. A conversation of sorts. Uh-huh. With Matt and Jenna. Yes. Again, amazing story, and we're super happy that they reached out to us. They found us through the Instagram, which you can find us through under... No. At NNM Podcast. That's correct. You can also find us on Twitter under that same screen name. So with that in mind, maybe we should... Uh, oh, one thing we'll mention because you're still here. And you <laughs> and you, you obviously, some reason, you listen to what we say. Because they're going to email us and get free swag. The other thing you can do, if you head over to a website called The Enclosed, they are a mail order subscription-based lingerie company. Yes. Again, this is not sponsored. They're not paying us to say this. They gave us some offer codes. One of them is Emma25, and you get $25 off any purchase. And if you happen to be in the Patreon group, you get $50 off with a secret code. Yeah. And this is a really cool service, actually. They're a great company, and um, we did a little Q&A for them back a few months ago, and we'll have the links to that in our show notes. So um, they actually sent me a pair of underwear, too, and they're amazing, super comfortable. And they look good, too, you know? Yeah. So All check right. them out. Thank you for bearing with us and me mostly and we will <laughs> we will talk to you all in a week. Bye everyone.